to Midnight Vowels. Over the past year, our connections to other people and our friendships have definitely changed due to the pandemic and social distancing. However, one thing that we don't really think about is the impact of not interacting with those that we don't know, or in other words, people that we don't have a strong tie to. I recently stumbled upon an article from The Atlantic. The title is called The Pandemic Has Erased Entire Categories of Friendship and the subtitle is There's a Reason You Miss the People You Didn't Even Know That Well. The article is authored by Amanda Mole and this was published on January 27th, 2021 of this year. So I can screenshot and possibly link to this article if you want to read the full thing. It's a easy read, it's not that long, and I think it's really interesting, but I'm going to try to recap some of the points of the article that I would like to go over. The reason that I wanted to use this article and share it is because I think it does a good job of pointing out the importance of relationships that we don't even really think about or friendships that we don't really think about. When we think of the pandemic, for me, automatically I think of people trying to connect with their family members, their loved ones, and their close friends because they're not able to go out and dine in in a restaurant or go to a bar or go to a concert together. I automatically think of the close-knit relationships, but this article points out the importance of relationships that are either kind of moderate or distant, so people that you either don't really have a close tie to and also people that you don't even know very well or strangers even. So these are people where you don't really have a substitute for them during the pandemic. Video calls are usually more useful for maintaining closer relationships, so you're in real life, IRL, real friends and family. But you can't really recreate the interactions you have with other people pre-pandemic over a video call, of course. So here are some of the examples that the author uses about interactions and encounters that you can't really recreate. So one example would be the uh, casual coworker chat that you would have in the break room, you know, when you go to heat up your lunch or if you maybe pass someone by in the hallway, you're not able to recreate that interaction with someone that you are probably not super close with um, because it's at work, but those interactions are still important. Also, another example is the small talk with baristas or maybe like a postal service person. Even though you can technically still interact with them depending on your state's or your country's pandemic regulations, it's definitely not the same because I think both parties don't want to interact very long. They want to minimize contact and, you know, it's more of like an in and out you do your thing, you pay for your stuff, and then you leave. There's not the same amount of casual talk, I feel like. A quote from the article um, that I think clearly summarizes this says that these sort of interactions, quote unquote, strip out the humanity and there's nothing but the transaction left, which is a very sad but true point. The article also goes on to discuss a sociological concept of weak ties. So I'm just gonna read it straight word for word. So, weak ties, this comprises acquaintances, people you see infrequently, and near strangers with whom you share some familiarity. They're the people on the periphery of your life, 
the guy who's always at the gym at the same time as you, the barista who starts making your usual order while you're still at the back of the line, the coworker from another department with whom you make small talk on the elevator, there are also people you might have never directly met, but you share something important in common. You go to the same concerts or live in the same neighborhood and frequent the same local businesses. You might not consider all of your weak ties friends, at least in the common use of the word, but they're often people with whom you're friendly. And then um, the article says, imagine our inner circle. This, referring to the weak ties, is the outer circle, which is still vital to our social health in its own ways. And here I'm going to relate my own references to weak ties. When I um, read through that paragraph that I just read to you, since I used to take public transit a lot when I was still commuting, the first thing that I thought of is the bus drivers and the riders that I would see often during my commute. So since I would go to work at the same time and then go home at usually around the same time, I would end up seeing the same bus drivers and the same riders also commuting to their own place of work. And even though like I never talked to them, I never, you know, sat next to them all the time, I think there was some sense of familiarity being like, oh, hey, it's that guy. He's going to get off at the business trading stop two stops down. Or, oh, hey, it's that lady who always has a nice lipstick. Or, you know, it's kind of nice being into a routine and seeing the same people in your periphery. And also one of the examples that they had earlier about the barista, I don't drink coffee that much, but at my workplace, we only have one Starbucks close by. And anytime that I would go there, I uh, didn't interact too much with the cashiers, but they were always friendly. And there was always like one or two that I would recognize from going there every now and then. And also speaking of work, there were coworkers that I shared my workspace with because I was in a cubicle. I don't get to see them on a daily basis anymore, even though we didn't always talk. I would consider them part of my weak ties friend group and also just people that I see walking down the hall. You know, some of them I actually have never met or introduced myself to, but I see them often enough down the hall every now and then that we would exchange smiles and that's something that you can't recreate during the pandemic. Not even because of the mask thing, but because, you know, we're all just at home. And finally, one other example for me is the people that I see around church. So I think it's relatively straightforward to recognize that church represents a sense of community, of belonging, and of spirituality, a common belief in God, common ground where you can worship and praise and express your faith. In the sense of this article of the weak ties that it emphasizes as important, I would say I just miss seeing the familiar faces of people that usually sit around me. So similar to how in college, when you go to a certain lecture, you kind of have your reserve seat, the area that you normally go and sit in. In church, um, me and my family and most other families tend to generally group within a certain area. So we always tend to sit in the back right corner of our church and you get used to seeing some of the same faces that also sit in that area whether it's people that my family actually knows and have interacted with and also just, you know, strangers. But I think there is just that sense of comfort of knowing, of seeing similar faces every Sunday, even if you don't interact with them. So to bring this back to the article, let's recap what we have gone over. So we have close relationships that we can define, such as family members, loved ones, and those that we consider close friends. 
There are the weak ties, which are comprised of people that you see infrequently, people that you probably don't know very well but share some sort of familiarity with. And then also, we do need to consider that kind of gray or middle area in which there are friends who don't fall within either category. They might just be somewhere in the middle, and it can be hard to define what your relationship to them is. The author goes on to say that, quote, Many different kinds of relationships are important, and man does not thrive on close friendships alone. Casual friends and acquaintances can be as important to well-being as family, romantic partners, and your closest friends. They also point out that now that we're only interacting with a small circle of people, our thoughts and interactions are not as diverse as they once were. So for me personally, I am part of a group chat where we do video calls every weekend, and then also I'm interacting with other friends on and off through video calls, through texting, through messenger as well. But I would say that most of my friends are like-minded and think similarly to me, which is good because they're generally positive people and people that I can depend on. But I would say that if I take this out of context of myself, There are people with political and personal beliefs that are questionable, and once they surround themselves with the same echo chamber of people to bounce their thoughts out of, I can see how that's harmful to isolate yourself within a small group and not have other thoughts or ideas be allowed in. So not having these interactions with people outside of our inner circle, I can see how that can be harmful for certain individuals, but also just for everyone in general because we're more disconnected from our community than we normally are. I really appreciated this article because it got me thinking about what sort of weak ties I can relate to. And to you who is listening to this podcast with me, uh, whenever the pandemic gets better, whenever that is, I hope that we can be thankful for both our close friendships and ties, but also for the weak ties that are still equally as important. The author ends their article with this sentence that says, The end of our isolation could be the beginning of some beautiful friendships, and I think that's just such a beautiful sentiment. I also just wanted to take a minute at the end of this podcast to discuss something that happened this week. So it was a very sad piece of news that I saw on Instagram. There was this 84-year-old Asian man who was attacked and murdered in San Francisco while he was just walking down the street. I think he was just holding a cup of coffee and just going for a brief walk. I made the mistake of watching the video that was linked to it, and it is traumatic because there is this random teenager who gets out of his car, I think, goes to push this old man really powerfully, and the man passed away. His name was Vishar Ratanapakti. Sorry, I don't think I'm saying that right. And um, like I said, he was 84 years old. He was a Thai descent, and he was also a grandpa. And watching the video just made me so sad. I don't recommend it because I just imagine my parents, who are elderly too, in his place. And um, I just want to end this by saying that We are all connected to each other, whether it's through a close tie or a weak tie, but we need to look out for each other and be aware of our surroundings, of what's going on around us and other people around us, look out for each other, and do our best to keep ourselves, our loved ones, our family, and our elderly community safe and protected.
Thank you for listening to Midnight Vowels, and I'll see you next time. Bye!